Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Energy! Energy! Yeah, yeah. I'm working on it. I just <laughs> drank a uh, Rain Inferno jalapeno strawberry flavor. Uh, oh, Rain God. Inferno! Wait. It is, it is labeled, like... at the top it says, thermogenic fuel. <laughs> is and this a... like a Dadaist energy drink, where it's just a bunch of words randomly placed on a can? It's rain like the rain of a, of a king. Oh, okay. Oh, not, not rain like rain on your wedding day? Yeah. Well, unless uh, it's the king is coming and raining over your wedding day. Oh, that would be ironic. It's supposed <laughs> to you be think? your day. <laughs> Isn't that what Prima Nocta is based on? Let's not get <laughs> good. Oh <laughs> my god, wait. Is that Alanis Morissette song supposed to be referencing Prima Nocta? Because that's amazing, actually. <laughs> is it? <clears throat> yeah. I want to know more about this energy drink. Thermogenic? Um, that's uh, heat-based beginnings, right? Like, am I inter- properly interpreting that No, word? that's thermogenesis. It's- yeah, no, this, this, this energy drink creates heat, I guess. Um, okay. all right, so the back says citruline, um, and then here's, okay. here's the, like, the, the stuff on the back that it says is good. Rain fuel, 300 milligrams, natural caffeine, helps burn calories, uh, asterisk, mm-hmm. leading to thermogenic ingredients, increase met- meta- metabolic energy levels to produce heat, oh, okay. which may burn calories in combination with exercise and a healthy diet. Individual results may vary. Okay. Is this energy drink <laughs> advertising that it will give you a fever? <laughs> uh, a fever in your tummy. <laughs> I mean, I think if once you get a fever anywhere, the blood kind of carries it around your body, right? Isn't that how fevers work? <laughs> Listen, you can't talk so. about any biological uh, facts when you're talking about this energy drink, which just claim <laughs> that it gives you enough energy to burn calories, which therefore means you're uh, <laughs> which uh, means you are burning calories. Yeah, yeah, this is biological fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Apparently- this... This this uh, ingredient sounds like some kind of Bitcoin thing. Branch <laughs> chain amino acids. <laughs> That's pretty good. So genesis as a suffix means creating, yeah. whereas genic as a suffix means forming or shaping. Okay. So that's weird. Huh. You know what? This kind of sounds like the kind of energy drink we would come up with if we took some time and we're like, how can we fleece people? We can just talk mm. about what a drink does in your body, but then use terms that make it sound extremely cool. It hydrolyzes your blood cells. Yeah. (laughs) That probably has a meaning that means to, like, destroy them viciously and not to (laughs) hydrate them. It probably doesn't mean anything. Hydrolyzes? That sounds like a like a super soaker thing. Nothing means anything. I mean that's true. Mm-hmm. Man, oh, we, oh, had a, yep. we had a very hydrolyze means to break down a compound by chemical reaction with water. Yep, Damn there it. you go. That probably it happens mel- in your body. <laughs> it melts your blood with water. <laughs> We had a very dumb semantics argument amongst our group of friends earlier this week, and Louisa tried to pacify it several times by arguing that nothing in language means anything. Uh, That's my (laughs) overall hyperbolic joke opinion. But my actual opinion, it was about whether or not lava is wet, and I don't want to get into it again. But my point is, the word wet is only a word used by humans to convey to other humans a feeling and a look. So just, there's no point in applying that to lava. I'm just saying that when your friends are having a fun, friendly argument about whether something means something or not, <laughs> rushing into the room and being like, everyone calm down. None of the words you say or think mean anything. No, I was not- trying again. <laughs> I yeah. was enjoying it every- saying. <laughs> you guys are trying to talk <laughs> everyone out of arguing. I, I respect uh, Louise's uh, grumpy disposition re-arguing <laughs> semantics because I also feel that way, but I'm compelled to do it because it's fun. Uh, I read I mean, a good thing once that said, the problem with naming the absence of something, which humans do, like they've named cold, which is simply the absence of heat energy. Uh, yeah. When you name cold, you think of it as its own thing. And then uh, this thing I read had an example of um, people trying to use a pyramid of ice on a little dish in the, I think, Victorian era to concentrate cold towards something on a microscopic slide so it wouldn't melt while you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Because naming cold and thinking that cold is a thing is uh, then tricking you into thinking it is a thing and you can control it like a cold cone, which is crazy. A freeze I remember. Gun. 
I remember the first time that this happened to me was when I was, I think, 11, and I was watching a cartoon show on Cartoon Network called SWAT Cats. Do you guys remember SWAT Cats? <laughs> yes, it was- mm, A little bit. It was one of the lesser uh, animals fighting crime Ninja Turtles knockoffs, because there were only two of them. <laughs> yes, there were only two of them. They were animals fighting crime. The thing that is wild is that the main thing they had, like how the turtles had ninjutsu, the main thing these cats had was a fighter jet- Mm-hmm. And that is a wild thing to use to fight street level crime. Well, <laughs> it's they, impossible. They were a SWAT team, so of course they had an outsized not- <laughs> response to street level crime. I mean, that's true, but SWAT teams also don't use jets. <laughs> that's just not a thing. Anyway, yeah, with that attitude, they don't. <laughs> one of one of the like special technologies that they used to fight crime was something called the speed of heat engine that allowed them to travel at the speed of heat. That's and I was like, how what fast is, is that? What does <laughs> that mean? Have you ever been depressed and been trying to make ramen? The speed of heat is not very fast. <laughs> It's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It's a meaningless phrase, and that's when I realized that words don't mean anything, and that's okay. The smaller burner on my stove is the only one that doesn't light, so it takes forever to cook ramen on, like, the big burner with the small pot. Yeah. The speed of heat is very slow for me. I mean, we have a concept of conductivity, which literally means how fast heat can move through the thing. So the speed of heat is variable based on conductivity, obviously. So the only thing about all this example was to mean that when you then talk about lava being wet, like, I don't think that's a useful way to think of it. Yeah, but we were having fun. We were all just having a fun... Yeah, me too. I was also having fun. How dare you? (laughs) You can't have have fun fun in a different way. (laughs) Yeah, you have fun by telling everyone else to stop. Yes. Also, you do that, so I won't hear it from you, for one. (laughs) Yeah, this is a family treat. This is carried in your blood. That might be true, but... Stop having fun. That's our family motto. (laughs) Yeah, it's on our coat of arms. With Sebastian the crab as our house animal. <laughs> no one's gonna understand. What I that know. Means. Oh, uh, we can't explain it because it takes too long. But anyway, yeah, I do like the idea of our house, ha- our our family having a house like flag, like in Game of Thrones. Yeah, that'd be pretty good, huh? Was there a crab one? I remember there was a fish one, which I was like, this sucks. This is a bad one to be in. <laughs> no, there was almost a definitely a crab one, because there were like a hundred of these goddamn people. I don't remember a crab one, though. But, I mean, probably. What was the guy with the bridge that everyone hated? Uh, the old Frey. Mr. Walter Frey. Yeah, yeah did it. they have one? Was their flag just a bridge? Oh, it was two, is... the two towers on either side of the river. It was, yeah. Mm, Folks- and that's that's what, the, that's what the J.R.R. Tolkien book is named after. <laughs> there is a noble house in the land of uh, Westeros called House Crab, spelled with yeah! two <laughs> That's pretty good. Is there a symbol of crab? Uh, there is no picture of it. I have to assume it is. I kind of like there... when fantasy kind of mirrors the real world, though, where it's like, oh, their name is Crab? Of course it's going to be a crab. But then it's yeah. not. It's like it's a holy pond or something, because they have some <laughs> weird extra backstory about how they didn't want it to be a crab. <laughs> but the, their house song is Miss Baltimore Crabs from uh, from Hairspray. <laughs> I really love their uh, their founder is the legendary oh. hero Clarence Crab. <laughs> Nice. I mean, there's a dude named Onions in the books, like, actively a character in the books, so. Yeah, oh, yeah their, Onions. Their flag is a uh, shield shape um, okay. with a, like, bunch of, like, a repeating crab pattern. I love that. Like, that just sounds like the Maryland state flag. <laughs> oh, wait, no, this is this is a different one. This isn't House Crab, this is House Celtigar. Hell Damn yeah. It. <laughs> House crabs house, are fucking everywhere in Westeros. House Boral also has a single crab on their flag. There's no thing for House Crab's sigil. Well, all I things mean, become crab. We know that from the internet. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense that crabs are everywhere in Westeros because there are so many prostitutes. Am I right, guys? Boo! Hey! Boo! Boo. Uh, hey! House, house Crab appears to be I'm a man's here. head on a spike. Okay. Jeff, you have to stop. Yeah, We're trying to make jokes, and you're talking <laughs> we, we over jokes. We got the jokes. fun out of it, but now it's yeah. just boring. Okay. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I Mine is the song of Ice and Fire, and I will sing it loud. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? Um, I've been playing a game on my telephone and sometimes computer called Potion Explosion. Um, okay. 
the reason I was introduced to this game is because uh, my uh, board game group that I used to play with in person before in person stopped existing um, just recently got onto Board Game Arena, play board games asynchronously on there, and we play Potion Explosion. And it's pretty neat. It is like if a board game was. It's like Bejeweled the Board Game, sort of. Huh. So, so you gotta match things? Uh, ish. So you get, you draw potions on cards, and the potions have slots, uh, in different colors. So it'll be like, um, a, a, like, round flask, and then it'll be divided in two, and the top half has, like, two slots, and it's blue, and the bottom half has, like, three slots, and it's black. And then there are different colors of marbles on a slanted chute with, like, six columns. And when you pick a marble, if the marbles that then touch are the same color, you take all of the marbles that are of that color in that, like, group, and then repeat the process if, again, the marbles that touch when you take all of those um, are the same color. So you can sort of chain, chain together to get all these marbles, and then you place the marbles in your potions, and the goal is to complete many potions, um, and then you can use the potions to get, like, different effects. Um, but it's, it very much lends itself to being a phone game, so I've been playing it on my phone against the computer, uh, and I also have it on Steam, um, and it's, it's just, you know, it's a nice little game to play. I enjoy it. It is a great idea to turn a, like, video game ass idea, like the Connect 3 puzzle games that I know you love, Jeff, into a board game. I'm surprised there isn't more of that. Like, hmm. is there an Angry Birds board game? There probably is, but it probably sucks, right? Yeah, I think there, you set it up like Mousetrap. There was, like, a children's toy one where you have, like, a little slingshot and you're flinging them at Legos or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, I like the idea of making a board game a board game based on a video game concept and then readapting it into a video game. <laughs> that the, I'm a little less on board is, with. All the work is done for you. It already works as a video game pretty well. <laughs> That's true, but I I mean, I, I'm glad that you're enjoying this. I'm watching a video of it now, and I can't see any way in which this is more or less appealing than Bejeweled or any, like, whatever that, what was that, Puzzle Quest or whatever that game was? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I like it because it is competitive, like you're playing against people. Uh, also, I want to get the board game version because I think that would be fun for when we are allowed to uh, our, uh, spit our orbs at one another again. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, not these orbs, though, because it will fuck up your dental work for sure. <laughs> I'm willing to settle. It's <laughs> a weird thing to say. <laughs> 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 Thank you. It's almost like we say weird things on purpose for the sake of comedy on our comedy podcast that we do. But I thought about it for a while, and I'm like, no, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, of course not. You weren't supposed to think about it for any amount of time. That's why we talk over each other so much. Yeah, we're, we're really thinking. dropping the ball on that, damn. It's true. Your mistake, not my mistake. Fair enough. <laughs> what, did, what did you do this week? Tell me about that. Uh, I finished up things that I'm making for little, very small Christmas hampers that I'm sending to people. So it's just some things that I've made that I'll be nice. putting in the mail this week. And, uh, yeah, it felt really good to, like, I've mentioned this before, but I love the feeling that's kind of like a video game feeling where you, like, have all your supplies and, like, you've set them up and you've got them all together. You're like, I'm set with this. I'm My inventory is stocked. And I really I always do the thing, though, where, like, I just finished my annual Christmas cookie bake as well, and I definitely did the thing where I was like, I'm going to make double portions of all of my recipes, and then I bought ingredients, but one of the recipes' ingredients I forgot to double ahead of time, and then uh-huh. I had to run out again. I That's why that stresses me out, because I also like having all of the stuff I need laid out, but whenever I start laying it out, I eventually discover that I've actually fucked up, and I'm an <laughs> idiot, and it's my own fault. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you make a spreadsheet? I guess not, but maybe you should. 
That might help. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I should. Louisa, I'd be worried if I lined up all my ingredients. If I grabbed one from the middle and then two of the same color ingredients smashed together, all my ingredients would explode. (laughs) No, they would turn into cookies. It's the fastest way to make your uh, Christmas treats. But then then I have to make Mario catch them in a certain order so that they explode. (laughs) I like how insane this game is making you, Jeff, because I feel the same thing a lot of times with uh, different games, especially uh, Dr. Mario World. Where things start to look like, all right, if I, <laughs> while I'm reading a page, if I'm like, if I balance a red uh, pill on the edge of this line and then a blue pill can <laughs> rest on this other line, that's crazy. Did you guys, that's so good. Did you guys have the thing when Breath of the Wild first came out where whenever you were standing on something up high, you were like, if I jumped off of here, I could glide for so fucking long? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the, the one for me um, that happened a lot when I was uh, younger is when I was when I was trying to get into cars to go places as a kid, I would be like, mm-hmm. alright, gotta push triangle to get in this... Nope, that's Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> uh, and then, like, when I was driving myself, I was like, alright, making a turn, gotta make sure I hold R so I can uh, <laughs> spin out and get that extra booster <laughs> on the corner. <laughs> and he accidentally reversed through the uh, McDonald's drive-thru, <laughs> killing several people. Yeah, yeah, but I hey, picked what? up a triple mushroom upgrade, so... Excuse me, sir, I will not buy this car. There is no triangle button on it. <laughs> Thank you very much. I see oh, wait, no, here's one on the dash. No, no, that's just to signal that you need to... Yeah, that's just put your hazards off. <laughs> I see, you're trying to fleece me by giving me a car that doesn't have a slot for my Koopa shells. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, so did you, you got all your Christmas preparations done now, Louisa? Yeah, I've made all the candies and various jams and sauces that I was trying to make, so that feels pretty great. I just have to pack yep. them up now and actually ship them. So I'm hoping my printer works, because I always have this problem where I don't use it for six months, and then I'm like, oh shit, please let me just be able to print one thing. Let me print a label. So if that doesn't work, I'm going to have to actually go to the... Uh, post office like a rube yeah i purchased several christmas presents this year that were non-tangible um Mm. or like not immediately tangible like subscriptions to things and stuff like that um and like so i I (laughs) needed to (laughs) i needed to print out the proof that this thing Mm. that they have this thing yes (laughs) um and now I never know what to do then. Like, I guess I could put it in a Christmas card. Yes, but that's what you do. that's so depressing. Especially if I... Uh, do I need to go buy Christmas cards just to put gifts in that are different from the Christmas cards I'm going to be mailing this year? No. Yes. <laughs> I say yes. Mm, I'm getting mixed oh. signals here. <laughs> like, the person that I give this to will already have a Christmas card from me that is the same card if I don't. Get one of those special cards that's a gift card holder, but then just fold up your receipt real small and put it in the gift card holder spot. Ooh, yeah. What if I get one of those cards from Spencer's gift that's, like, a little bit sexy? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's got, uh, I like where this is going. Up, it's got a mm-hmm. photograph of a, a whole dick inside. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the front of it has, like, a sexy fireman, but he has a Santa Claus hat covering his dick, and then inside, <laughs> he's wearing the Santa Claus hat on his head, and there's a fireman outfit on his dick. <laughs> So complicated. This is such a high concept Christmas card. <laughs> yep. Uh, so does that help you? <laughs> we help? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay, you figured good. it out, right? I mean, the thing the thing that's wild is that a a gift that is like a printed out thing in a card is often one of the best gifts. Like, one of these gifts is a cheese of the month club. Fuck Ooh. yeah, that's a great idea for a gift, Matt. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> But it's gonna look very disappointing under a tree, is my point. What if you address it to yourself, though? Then you'd be so excited, because you already know you would love it. (laughs) Yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving to me. (laughs) What you should do is you get the first month of cheese and wrap that and put that under the tree and then change the address to the other person's address. Yeah, a little for you. Skim a little off the top. You deserve it. Wrapping a cheese and putting it under a Christmas tree sounds like a very terrible idea. There are shelf-stable cheeses. Yeah, that's true. Are there? Not good ones. I would say the best ones are, because they live in a cave for three years. Yeah, but they're still not shelf-stable. You can't just leave it out. Parmesan Mm. is left out. 
Yeah, not for true. very long. I, I, I don't mean, know. It, that big wheel of it at the grocery store looks like it's been there for a thousand years. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they don't let you eat that, though. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let you, but you can if you are very sneaky. I do think that, like, non-freeze-dried Parmesan needs to be kept below a certain temperature to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in being Stop healthy. ruining my Christmas magic, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot that part of the second verse of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it feels good, and it feels like I'm about to finish this big, the biggest project I've given myself for Christmas. The other things are just simple, you know, buying gifts for people and wrapping them. That's easy. I do that all the time. So, I'm very excited about that. Uh, Matt, what did you do this week? So, I'm fulfilling my main role on this show, which is boosting our SEO by talking about the hot new internet topic, Mm -hmm. which is I've been playing Cyberpunk 2077. Ooh, are you best friends with Keanu Reeves now, is always my question. I still have not met Keanu Reeves. The person I thought was going to be Keanu Reeves was, in fact, not Keanu Reeves. Apparently, it takes about six hours of gameplay to get to Keanu Reeves. So I have not got there yet. Are you excited to to finally get to experience Penis (laughs) 2? I am. um, (laughs) That will never not be funny. (laughs) 385 million years in the making, we've finally done the sequel to Penis. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the... The the character creation is pretty fun, and I hope that, like, they do a monster factory about it or something. The penis in Penis 2 is very funny. (laughs) You see that Polygon article? It was just a collection of tweets where people are like, uh, because there's a glitch where your character might have their penis outside of their clothes. (laughs) Yes. And you think, you hear that, and you're like, I would know what that looks like. That's that's kind of funny. It's not that funny. But when you see it, oh man, it's so funny. (laughs) There was an overall glitch in the game where, like, certain rendered objects would appear on a layer higher than they were supposed to, and it was actually a problem with video cards, not with the game. Mm. Um, so the first couple hours of the game I played, like, trees would just appear in front of people's faces as they were talking a lot, <laughs> which is also very funny. <laughs> That's um, bad. But with the with the genitals thing, there is an there are four options. There's penis one and penis two, which is hilarious as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. There's vagina, fine, and then there's like none or modesty mode or something where the person just wears underwear, so it's unclear. Mm-hmm. Also fine. There's only I, one kind of vagina. Yeah, I, I don't know that they want right? to get. I don't. I don't know that they want to get that detailed with it. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't mind having two penises, right? Like, this is the thing, is what I'm saying. Well, fine. Yeah, it's probably institutional misogyny, but also, like, I don't think they want to encourage people really getting in there to, like, (laughs) examine the the close details of differences. Uh, Anyway, um, I... I chose to play a female character. I usually prefer female voice actors as the main characters, so that's why I do that for most games. Um, I do appreciate that you can choose a masculine or feminine body type that is independent of the genitals you can choose. I appreciate that. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wish there was like a non-binary option, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the, um, the modesty mode, I'm so curious. I kind of wish I'd chosen it just so that I could see how it affected the rest of the game. Because mm-hmm. literally the very first mission you do, <laughs> you bust into a, a, like a drug den and you find a bunch of people in bathtubs full of ice with their organs having been harvested out. <laughs> and y- it is almost a Marx Brothers comedy of you, like, slipping around trying to pull these (laughs) floppy dicked corpses out of all of these bathtubs. Yeah, I love that Marx Brothers movie. They're trying to move a bunch of naked corpses and getting the dicks plopped on them. (laughs) And, like, I mean, like, it's extremely side- Hold on, dick soup. Yeah, Dick's Last Resort. Oh, um, because it's duck No, Jeff made a good joke, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, Jeff, yours was a good joke. I didn't Thank think you. about it long Thank enough. You. Some acknowledgement <laughs> is nice. <laughs> um, and I think that that's fine. That's an extremely cyberpunk, like, the board game thing to have happen in a game. So that's cool, I guess. I mean, it's a little bit horrifying, but in the way it's intended to be. But, like, are those people just wearing <laughs> bathing suits? In their drug den ice baths in the modesty mode? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? 
Anyway, it's a good game. Uh, it definitely suffers from the open world game thing of like, as soon as the map is available, the very first thing I did was open the map, see that there were like 145 side quests that I could do, and I've done nothing but that since. So <laughs> that's pretty good. But by the time I get to quest number two, I will be level 33. <laughs> Good. Uh, people are, people were so hyped up for this game. And I don't, like, The Witcher 3 got a lot of praise. Probably yes, rightfully so. I didn't video play game. it. But I don't I think did, anyone was out good. here being like, The Witcher 3 is a life-changing experience. It's the greatest game of all time. So the next game this company makes is going to send us straight to heaven immediately yes. as soon as we boot it up. You but said that's this last people, week. It's how people were treating it, though, right? Yeah. And now that it's come out, they're like, oh, this is just a regular video game that is pretty well, good and has some problems as well, like any other video game. I think I think more so than the fact that it was The Witcher 3 people, although The Witcher 3 was an extremely good video game, I think it was mostly just that it's been so fucking long since there's been a good first-person, like, large-scale RPG. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it might have been since Skyrim. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people love the cyberpunk uh, like, aesthetic and, and world, and, I mean, I find it a little bit bleak. It's hard to spend a lot of time in it, because so much of it is, uh, drawing attention to the, the failings of capitalism as a world philosophy, which, like, yeah, yep. I'm living it all day, every day, already. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, I think people were really excited that this was going to be a new thing, a new space for this kind of video game to explore, and also this type of video game has been so absent from the discourse for so long. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, I also find it interesting when people are discovering, like, little minor things about it, where it's like, they were developing this game for a long time, but they didn't do, like, AI for the cars. So, yeah. uh, if you get in trouble, cops just spawn directly behind you. You only get in chases and missions, and if you stop, like, your car in front of- if you stop in front of someone, like, someone's car, they will just wait there forever because they don't have any programming to, like, go around you. <laughs> oh, man. And it's I mean, just making me think, like, why didn't Rockstar just do, like, Grand Theft Auto 2077? <laughs> Maybe they will. I mean, yeah. I think they're looking for what they want to do next with the Grand Theft Auto franchise, and maybe this will inspire them. Yeah, I think that's what people were looking for, is, like, Grand Theft Auto with RPG stuff in it, and they got just kind of, like, you know, uh, uh, average to above-average RPG. I think it's- I think it's a- a incremental step forward in sort of large-scale open-world RPGs. Like, it's definitely better than the Elder Scrolls games in terms of being a game. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think it has more of a narrative than the Elder Scrolls games do, uh, and it's, for me at least, it's more compelling, uh, interacting with the characters in the world because they are they seem more like they have real problems like i'm less interested in oh you're a cat person and your problem is that the secret order of assassins is like tracking down and trying to kill you because you stole a magic wand or whatever then like oh i'm a drug addict can you please help me to get enough money to get off of drugs <laughs> like that that actually makes me feel something for this character you know what i mean yeah i but sometimes you you have to steal skooma for drug addicts in Skyrim. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's not a good way to help drug addicts. Uh, I, um... I wonder, now this is making me think, I wonder when Elder Scrolls 6 comes out. Probably not until, like, 2025, right? I mean, they're pouring so many resources into Elder Scrolls Online, I'm not sure they're planning on ever doing an Elder Scrolls 6, really. They announced it. I know. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, Starfield having... is supposed to be their next one. It's, uh, Space, Space Elder Scrolls. Yeah, hmm. which might be good. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you're having a pretty unique experience, because I know a couple other people who have PS5s, and their <laughs> review of the game is kind of like this, where it's like, you know, I like these things, I don't like these things, Some there's some problems. But everyone else I know who's playing it is saying that it just crashes constantly, and there's so many bugs they can't even play it. Well, so. I was smart because I know that first-person RPGs should only be played with a keyboard and mouse. I got Cyberpunk 2077 for my PC, oh, which okay. is 
a beefy like, rig and yeah. able to easily handle Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But the average user is having a pretty bad time even trying to play the game so far. Yeah, the uh, yeah. the the console versions are extremely busted. Mm. Yes. Okay. Uh, it was clearly designed to be played on the PC. I actually am pretty surprised that anyone thought it was a good idea to get it on console. Well, they made it on console, so they should have done a better job at that, at least. Uh, yeah. It's certainly not those people's fault. I just, if you're the kind of person who is excited to play Cyberpunk 2077, I'm surprised you're not also the kind of person who looks at this and is like, oh, this was clearly developed as a PC game, and then they just ported it to consoles. It's going to be bad on consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they delayed the next-gen versions of it, so the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 versions don't come out until next year. Um, so yep. even if you're playing it on a PS5, you're playing the PS4 version, which is uh, not ideal. I yep. mean, it's fine. You don't need that ray tracing. <laughs> well, yeah, you can you say do need that. The texture. <laughs> you do need the textures to load. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I if you haven't bought it yet, and you're thinking about playing it, and you have a PC that can run it, get it on PC. For the love of God, do not get it on a console. <laughs> uh, and if you are angry about it, and um, mad at the company for their uh, poor business practices, uh, that's yeah. fine too. Go buy uh, Shadowrun instead. Shadowrun Returns. I mean, that's a completely different everything. <laughs> but it is good. I'm, I'm not gonna say don't get Shadowrun. It's really good. Yeah. If you like an SRPG uh, fantasy future, that's that's a good game. Yeah. It's com- sure. Cyberpunk 2077 has no fantasy in it whatsoever. Yeah, it's just bad. There's no elves in there at all. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It, there's not even when I say no fantasy, I mean nothing good happens to any character at any point. <laughs> now, what does the S stand for in SRPG? Strategy. Strategy. Okay, I haven't heard that before. Yeah, SRPGs are like Final Fantasy Tactics and mm. uh, Ogre Battle, those kinds of games. Human chess, Fire, Fire Emblem. Yeah, kind of Fire Emblem. Yeah. Uh, yep. Are we ready for a wiki? I think we are. Yeah. Did I already paste it into the chat? I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I beat myself. It's been 12 minutes, so we got DC oh, yeah. Universe Online Wiki. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now we're cooking with gas. Which, if you don't know, DC Universe Online is the Warner Brothers published uh, MMORPG set in the DC Comics universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did either of you guys ever play this game? No. I played like 10 minutes of it and then was like, oh, I don't like this genre. <laughs> I'm going to look at my Steam stats to see how much of this game I played. You guys continue. All right, yeah. So we're looking at uh, the background. I'm seeing, it looks like a Greek temple in outer space, I guess. I can't yeah, see much of I'm it. Seeing. But there's a Doric column on the right, and it's got a wave pattern carved into it, so I don't know if this is meant to be Atlantis or what, or just not a very good Greek column. <laughs> I don't know which angle they were going for. Uh, uh, DC Universe Online Wiki. Welcome! The DC Universe Online Wiki is the most comprehensive, collaborative database documenting all information on the DC Universe, DC Universe Online Universe <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I have played uh, 73 hours of this game. Do you oh, like it? That's not as much as I thought. I thought you were going to say like 7,000. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I, I mean, it's not my favorite MMORPG, but it's a good one, and it does a pretty good job of being a fun MMORPG in an existing superhero universe. Like, Champions Online is probably better, but it suffers from not having any recognizable characters. And I also think that that one has since shut down. Really? I thought... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I have it. I can log into it right now. Do you want oh. me to? Uh, yeah, let's see if Champions is still online. I thought okay. they shut it down in the past couple of years. Okay, um, so uh, maybe there's 18,895 it... articles on this page, which is a lot. Uh, oh, it's going to require download. What? It's going to require downloading a fucking gigantic patch because I haven't played Champions Online in a long time. <laughs> oh well. Uh, you forgot to mention in the background on the right side is also a glowing Wonder Woman. Uh, glowing I don't see that at all. <laughs> 
Ultra Instinct Goku style with sort of a white fire around the edges of her. Oh, I thought it looked more like electricity than fire, but I don't know. It's ghost energy? I don't know. Oh, no, you're right. It's got that, like, particle physics wispiness about it. You're right. Yeah. Yep. So Um, is this supposed to be wherever she's from? I forget the name of that island. In outer space somehow? Themyscira? Is it in outer space? No, No. it's in, like, the Baltic Sea. Okay. So, what I think is so cool about DC Universe Online is that they had this thing from the very beginning, which was such a good idea, where you are creating your own uh, original character in this universe. Do not steal. Do not (laughs) steal. Uh, And this original character, whatever they were, uh, once, once you started building their power set and all of that stuff, you had to choose a mentor for them which was a, a character from the the actual DC universe that was like their inspiration for why they became a superhero uh-huh. and that informed all of the like details of your costume and like the missions that you got in the early part of the game and stuff and I thought that was really actually genuinely a super good idea because mm-hmm. like if you're playing the game and you're like ooh I like this character he's kind of like a Batman but he's got lightning powers and then you choose your mentor as Batman it's automatically like oh do you want your character to look like this then and he's got like weird creepy dark costume with lightning bolts all over it you're like yeah that is what i wanted you got it (laughs) that's pretty good yeah so there's a there's a slideshow of art from the game and i don't know if it's official art or fan art because some of it is not very good yeah i think the good stuff is official art and then the bad stuff is fan art well, I don't know. There's uh, Supergirl and some other people I don't recognize fighting a big, like, brain Hulk monster, and yeah, it does the- have a logo in the corner indicating it's official. It's the Legion of Superheroes, right? I guess. Oh, yeah, probably. But, uh, yeah. like, that's trademarked, so it's not good. Yeah, it's not, it's not great, but it's not as terrible as a lot of art online is. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's true. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that statics pose is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not unlike foreshortening. <laughs> He's like a pop up in a pop up book. <laughs> it springs yeah. off the page at you. <laughs> but listen, there, there's art in real comic books that is not this good. <laughs> yeah, Let's that's see. what, what I do we have think. here: Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad, Static Supergirl, and I don't know that guy in the upper left middle. Is that, sure. uh, what's that bouncing boy? Is that a thing? Uh, he's, he's a, he's a big fat one. Oh, okay. I think he's called, like, Bouncing Lad or something, because they couldn't even go for the alliteration. Yeah, is this, um, uh, Matter Eating Lad? <laughs> I hate the Legion of Superheroes so much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There's also Batman, uh, you see him from behind standing in front of, like, a Hellmouth with a giant uh, demon that's also Batman. <laughs> Yeah, that's which, uh, Azrael. Which yeah, is interesting, because uh, it makes me want to know more. Azrael, know um, Azrael is a demon who's obsessed with Batman, and so he becomes like a <laughs> Batman fanboy. That's not a joke. <laughs> that is, oh, um, God. that's Barbados, the Bat-Devil. Azrael's, oh. uh, he looks oh, like Azrael because he's got big arm swords. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Azrael, be- Azrael became Batman after Bane broke his back, Louisa, in the 90s. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so he you, just you know how you wanted Batman to just be Spawn? Well, good news. <laughs> He's also, I think, extremely Catholic. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. I don't actually know. Is he an angel or is he a demon? He could be your angle or your devil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that he is a warrior for the church who wears magic armor and has a sword that's on fire. I do not know if he's an angel or a demon, actually. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arms Fall Off Boy is my favorite Legion of Superheroes hero. Ay, ay, ay. Appearing in the upcoming The Suicide Squad, played by Nathan Fillion. That's dumb. So his power is like a lizard, where if you try to grab it by the tail, it just gets rid of the tail. Is that uh, what he does? He, pu- he pulls his arms off and hits people with them. Pulls Wait. them off how? Yeah. <laughs> like, wh- he pulls one arm off with the other arm and uses it as a club. What if that action of pulling pulls both off, like... <laughs> yeah, how securely are How they loose are these arms? <laughs> I mean, I guess he can do it at will. Like, he controls whether it falls off or not. So his superpower is that he always has a blunt weapon that it severely impairs his ability <laughs> to do things. Yeah. yeah. Listen, it was the 70s. 50s? <laughs> I don't know. We were all on a lot of coke. <laughs> 
I Matt. came across a picture here of Matter Eater Lad just like chewing on a fence, looking like very slowly <laughs> eating a fence. <laughs> I don't I mind love... him that much. I mean, he's yeah. very stupid, but I understand how he would be very fun for an uh, artist to draw. Yeah, and I also was... like that's a that's a useful superpower to be able to eat anything. I remember yeah. on on one of the um like what is it? I, I guess on one of the uh, the trading card games, mm-hmm. like the versus superheroes or one of those ones, Matter Eating Lad's like bio on the back strongly implied that he was a descendant of Shaggy from Scooby Doo, <laughs> <laughs> which is an extremely good joke. Kind of makes that. sense. Can there yeah. be a through line for all the eaters in uh, comics? Is are they related to Dagwood? <laughs> Yeah, Dagwood is Scooby Doo's dad. That would make a lot I mean, of sense. Shaggy's dad. Wait. Both. <laughs> oh no! They're brothers. Scooby Doo and Shaggy knew. are brothers. Yeah. <laughs> is that where Adventure Time got the idea? Uh, for what? Uh, for bro- and for brother, Finn and a human and brother, a dog being brothers. brothers. Yeah. Oh, is that a thing in the Venture Bros? Fuck. No, I said no. Adventure, Adventure Time. Time. Oh, uh, yes. I thought you said Venture Brothers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is falling apart. That's usually yeah. what you're referencing, to be fair. That yeah. is true. That is true, because it's very good. And Adventure Time, that's okay. Yeah. I got a random page. It is okay. Hotfix 110315. So this appears to be a update for a bug from five years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Amazon Fury Part 2 four-player operation, Act of Defiance, bullet point. Fixed an issue where it may have been possible for two Hydras to spawn. Yep. Uh, Wait, and then is that an issue, or is that a feature? Because Hydras will just keep coming back if you only slice mm-hmm. off one of the heads. I Maybe think I- that- oh, oh, man, we were playing- <laughs> Yeah, I was not going to be the one to talk first. We were playing chicken there. Uh, You don't want two Hydras to spawn. You want one Hydra, and when you chop off a head, two more take its place. But you don't want two Hydras. (laughs) That's too many. That's too ridiculous. (laughs) You want one Hydra with many heads. Yeah. One of the one of the good things about this game is that every time you were fighting a boss like this Hydra, you would go into the instance of it and then you'd fight through the the dungeon or whatever and then you'd get to the end and fucking, you know, red tornado or something would come out and be like, "Oh no, this Hydra is really fucking me up. I need you to save me, player." <laughs> so you get to like fight alongside and save the ass of people from the actual Justice League. That was so fun. Red uh, tornado is there and he's like, "Oh, the Hydra has bound my wrists and feet. Please save me, senpai. <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically. I hate they're... being tied up like this. Don't leave me here. <laughs> he winks at you. <laughs> and now I don't know if to save you or not, Red Tornado. I guess, I guess you better just self-destruct. Why did we pick Red Tornado when DC Universe has an actual bondage superhero in Wonder Woman? <laughs> I mean, is Mr. Miracle from, uh, Oh yeah, he's, he's also more. Yeah, he has a seven foot tall wife and is constantly getting tied up by the devil. Yes, who's also his mom. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love it's... how often describing things from comic books, especially DC comic books, sounds like we're making up things to be a joke, but isn't. Yeah, no his his grandmother is Ed Asner, and she tortures him in hell. Yeah. She tortures him into being horny for escaping from, like, magic <laughs> tricks. <laughs> and and being beaten up by his gigantic wife. He's got that little friend Oberon, who I thought was some sort of magic space guy, but I think he's just a regular Earth little person that happens to be he, friends with Mr. Miracle. I think he might legitimately just be Danny DeVito. <laughs> Oh man, that's who you have to cast if you're doing that movie. Someone call uh, Ava DuVernay before she makes the new Gods movie. <laughs> the idea that they would have a successful enough DC universe that they'd get as far down the roster as to make a Mr. Miracle movie. <laughs> They're currently developing a new Gods movie, so oh, like Mr. God, Miracle's gonna be, gonna be terrible. In there. New Gods sucks so bad. <laughs> We can probably guys- blame all this on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy being successful, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. For sure. If Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't successful, comic book movies would still have to be normal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I think that there's I think there's an argument to be made for making the occasional movie about an obscure comics property, but even then it has to be a fun one, like Guardians of the Galaxy, and not an impenetrably stupid one like <laughs> New Gods. 
Well, we'll see, I guess, huh? <sighs> anyway, uh, so Amazon Fury Part 2, huh, Jeff? Yep, there was also a hot fix for the Throne of the Dead raid. Mm. Uh, normal and Elite, the totem master that appears during the Hades fight, should be a bit easier to control. Uh, and then two Elite updates. Each time Hades picks someone to transform into a zealous shade, he will exclude, the, exclude his most hated enemy at that moment from his possible targets. Oh, nice. And the ads that spawn during the Hades fight have been adjusted. Instead of each time being a zealous shade, a totem master... And a random set of generic shades, there will now be a zealous shade and either a totem master or a random set of generic shades. Oh my god. The totem master will still attempt to place a totem which can summon more generic shades. Cool. Oh, so Why? I can't believe it's someone's <laughs> job to make these kinds of micro adjustments to a game like this. Yeah. I mean, that's just normal debugging of any software, though. Yeah, like, but it's not like, like, alright, two hydras spawning, that's a bug. But like, oh, this, this fight is slightly too hard because three different types of enemies spawn instead of two different types of enemies, with one of them being able to spawn more types of enemies. Jeff. See, in people my, complain in, about this it, stuff constantly, though. In my real-life job this past week, I had to adjust the font size on a label that is pasted on the side of a box from 12 point to 11 point. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> well, this you is... have a job, like I said, this job for this video game sounds very boring, and your job, Matt, also sounds very boring. Yes. <laughs> but Louise is right, like, people complain about this shit all the time and somebody has to do Ugh. something about it. I remember I was still on Twitter when Overwatch was the big thing and I would see, people would put out like a funny meme or something and I would click on that and enjoy it, but then comments, it would always spill over into, well they made this character slightly too strong and now it's unbalanced with this character, this is so unfair, we gotta start to change that org position about this. <sighs> it was we need Obama to pass anti-Overwatch legislation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I would support that now. <laughs> yeah. I think video games should be outlawed. Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, I got a random page, and my random page was plans. Enhanced Exobyte Boost Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, Excuse so, me, the hyphen implies that that is Enhanced Exobyte Boost Drive. That's literally the way I pronounce it, except you paused slightly longer between boost and drive. Yeah, because it's not an Exobyte Boost Drive. Oh my god. Drive. <laughs> I did that already, Jeff. Anyway, um, exobytes are the nanomachines that are the reason why so many people have superpowers in this universe. That's fine. So they have robots in their blood? Is that how this works? Yeah. Can I just say, maybe more than, um, I don't know, Saints Row 3 had a pretty good one too, but this, the, the, like, promotional ad for when DC Universe Online came out was one of the greatest promotional videos for a video game ever made because it just has Lex Luthor stumbling out of a time portal from the future being like oh Superman, oh god I fucked up so bad, I shit my pants I did such a dumb job I'm sorry that I fought you, let me help you make more superheroes to save us from the aliens that are coming in the future Uh, so so he like makes a bunch of nanomachines, uh you also get to see Superman rip Lex Luthor's arms out of their sockets and beat him to death with them, which is fucking radical. Mm, <laughs> sounds like an easy good he... superpower after all, despite what <laughs> you just said that. <laughs> why does he do that? Um, so you That's see not very the, Superman-like behavior at all. You, you see the future where that Lex Luthor came from, and in that future, Lex Luthor has succeeded in killing every member of the Justice League except mm. for Superman, and Superman comes back to Earth just in time to see Lex Luthor having basically exterminated the entire human race, uh, and he's very angry about that, and so he is- so Lex Luthor's like, it's okay, I've- I've figured out how to be more powerful even than you, Superman, and Superman's like, I do not think that is true, <laughs> and he is correct. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, um, that, if you can look up the, the original play trailer for DC Universe Online, I highly recommend it. It's an extremely good action sequence. Obviously it's all CG, but it's very good. Anyway, uh, so these exobytes are the thing Lex Luthor invents to give people superpowers. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and this is a, I guess a, 
uh, crafting plan that you can use to craft better gear to fight against the anti-monitor. Is this if you're Lex Luthor, you want to build this boost drive? or No, this is for your character in the game to boost the exobytes that are already giving you superpowers to, I guess, let you do your superpowers more often. Yeah, I guess you take this this R&D plan to uh, Tech Enhancer Boy uh, (laughs) from the Legion of Superheroes and he he takes it over to Blueprint Plan Builder Lad and they make it together. Great. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think it's very funny that in MMORPGs, rather than just giving you the shit, they often give you, like, a permission slip to buy the shit from a vendor, and it's like, god damn it, guys, I already worked so hard to get the thing, now I gotta yeah. go get the money to buy the thing? Well, I found this glowing spot on the map where I'm sure there's a piece of the Triforce. Nope, it's a map that I have to sell to Tingle to have him decode it, and then I'll go be able to find the piece of the Triforce. Cool, love it. I love getting- I love finding treasure that is just chores. Yes. <laughs> that's all a video game is, really, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's not untrue. <laughs> yeah. I like when you get, like, it. there's no anim- like, Breath of the Wild is 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 pared down. There's no animation for the chest opening, and you instantly get like a big ham or something. <laughs> you never you never get like a coupon that's like you could uh, hand this in for half a sword. <laughs> the counterpoint I mean, to I that guess. though is the counterpoint to that though is when you open any chest in Breath of the Wild. Like, in every other Zelda game, I'm like, oh man, if I open this chest, what if I get a fucking incredible hook shot that allows me to solve puzzles in a new way? Whereas in Breath of the Wild, every time you open a chest, it's like, oh man, it's a glowing sphere, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll be able to spend these later. <laughs> I kind of like in that game that uh, money, rupees, become less important than most other Zelda games. So when you get yeah. one rupee, you're like, oh man, I'm going to be rich now. <laughs> yeah, but you have, was- to, you have to save up so many fucking rupees to get all of the different outfits. And yes. like, all I want to do is dress up this sexy Link in all these different <laughs> outfits, you guys. Stop it. I didn't. I didn't see a rupee in that game at all until ten hours in. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> there is valuable <laughs> real jewels. <laughs> You have to get a part-time job to make enough rupees to buy all the outfits, and that part-time job is Wayward Chef. No, your <laughs> that part-time job is throwing snowballs down a mountain. <laughs> is that how you earned all of your rupees? For the the that snowball was the, bowling? That was the fastest way to earn rupees, according to everything on the internet, was to mm. there was a place you could stand and throw it, and you'd get 500 rupees every time if you did it right. So I did the same throwing the snowball from the same spot, maybe four hours <laughs> to earn <laughs> enough money to get all the... I mean, I still don't have all the outfits, but a lot of them. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, I just bought the stealth outfit, game. and then was like, I'm done. What a good game that was. I need to play it again. Oh, uh, yeah, the sequel is going to be so good. I'm going to play a little bit more of that. <laughs> started Twilight Princess HD and I was playing it like, hmm, I could just be playing Breath of the Wild on the same <laughs> console. What am I doing? What is the sequel coming out? I'm looking it up. Uh, maybe next year? They did not announce a release date, but I, uh, if I had to guess, would say holiday next year because they already have, like, the engine. Yeah. I'm nervous. Uh, I'm very nervous about it. Why? Uh, well, we talked about it before, but Breath of the Wild is so very good, and I'm afraid mm. the sequel is never as good as the original, so... I think that it's going to be, like, play the same, except have uh, some traditional dungeons in there, like Zelda usually has. Yeah, that'll be alright. Rumors say it will come out February of 2022. That is the current rumor. That also seems reasonable. Which did the, the original came out in February of... 2018 or whatever? March, March I think, yeah. March 3rd, I guess, when it launched with the Switch. Yeah. So yeah, around the same time in a year and a half. Huh. That's fine. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah I'll wait, I guess. <laughs> if There's we're plenty also of other games to then. play. Like, yeah. DC Universe Online. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, so I, I got a random page. <laughs> yeah. I love this one. I got a random page. Uh, it's in base items and base items slash floor. It's Arian, or is that may- maybe meant to be pronounced like Orion, although it's spelled with an A at the beginning, uh, Arian's sarcophagus. And there's yep. no information. There is a picture of it. So it looks like a steampunk underwater-themed coffin. 
Oh yeah, I like that wrought iron crab at the foot of this bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's got sections for obtained from world appearance, trivia, and gallery, but there is no information. I feel like every MMORPG has a thing where they're like, what if we made let you build your own house and you could decorate it? Do you want this? And I don't. Does anyone? I mean, I guess you guys play Animal Crossing, so maybe you do. Yeah. The thing is, though, sometimes you get something like this, and you're like, this is kind of ugly, but if I get enough other pieces in the set, I guess I'll put it in a room, because then I'll have the whole set. Aren't you like, I'm already in this game where I could be punching Doctor Doom in the face. <laughs> Why am I building a base out of, like, seahorse seats or whatever? Like... <laughs> Well, There's got to be a better thing to do with your time in this universe where you have super speed. What if a villain finds your lair and then you have to deliver a speech about what you intend to do and then you have to make out with the villain? What then? You want it to look nice? What? <laughs> I think you have it as the opposite of basically every superhero movie where they find the villain's lair and it looks really cool and the villain uh -huh. then describes everything they're going to do and then they make uh -huh. out. Okay, sure, yeah, let me make out, I guess. Uh, Arion is a sorcerer god from ancient Atlantis. Okay, cool. that makes sense, I guess. See, this is a bed. This is not a sarcophagus. I just want to point it out. Oh, yeah. That, well, no, that does look like it's a lid. Uh, yeah, I guess. I was imagining it as, like, a cushioned bed with, like, a like a headboard. Yeah, oh, like, it's, it, it does look like a coffin-themed bed more than it looks like a sarcophagus. Maybe it's both. Ooh. I kind of You love sleep on top, and inside there's a secret mummy. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love how... We've conceptualized Atlantis. I'm only thinking about this for the first time, but they're supposed to have amazing technology according to ancient Greece. That's the baseline. Yeah. But people always conceptualize that as either steampunk, so like Victorian era uh, technology, or- Which would have been incredible for the, the ancient Greeks to see. Yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> but it's in the far past now- or people decide it's like uh, future magic, kind of like the elves have in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like, it's mm -hmm. one or the other. It's like amazing glowing light crystals that power everything in the world, or it's a steampunk crab. Wasn't there a, um, a U2 album called Future Magic something? Uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the- Yeah, that's what I was thinking of! That's what I was thinking of! Yes, okay. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of, you got it. Okay, good. Um... Are you guys familiar with uh, the old, like, sword and sorcery character Warlord, where he lives in the hollow earth world of Skartaris? Yes. No, is he a comic book guy? Yeah, he is. Uh, he's one of those like Conan the Barbarian knockoffs. Okay. Doesn't he uh, end up dating? Um... Oh wait, is he the one who has like a tiger for a friend? Uh, <laughs> he man. No, that's um. Kamandi, the last boy on Earth. Oh yeah, he's from the future, whereas this other guy's from like the the land before time or whatever. <laughs> yeah, of Castle Grayskull. Exactly. He falls into a hole and ends up in the Hollow Earth where there's still dinosaurs. And I think they eventually folded this in with the normal DC universe. <laughs> anyway, because yeah, I Ariana remember he, is dated, from he dated Star Girl for a little while. <laughs> it's so Jesus. crazy. Isn't that just ripping off like H.G. Wells or Jules Verne or something? Yeah. Didn't they? What's yeah. that? What's that shitty um, sitcom? Was it La La Land of the Lost? Yeah. That's one. Yes. With the Slee Stacks? Yes, correct. Yes, Land of the Lost. Okay. Uh, anyway, Ariane is from that, not the Aquaman-style Atlantis. Okay. What? Uh, what? <laughs> well, Aquaman is the king of Atlantis. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, yes. This Are you character... saying there's two cities named Atlantis? Is this like Memphis? <laughs> It's, it's like Hollywood, Florida, yeah. uh, or Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, when I went uh, to Portland for the first time and everyone was like, oh man, I love Portland, all that lobster. And I'm like, Portland, Oregon, obviously, you dumb shits. <laughs> who talks, who brags about going to Portland, Maine? Okay, anyway, well, go on. Well, Jeff just implied that the uh, uh, Ocean City, New Jersey is the famous one, when it absolutely is not. <laughs> uh, it is for me, I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, I, um, it's, like, it's from a, like, DC-published Atlantis, but they were not originally the same continuity. It was, like, their sword and sorcery line of comics. Okay. that Atlantis. 
Have have the people of the past who developed their own imaginary worlds for comics fucked over the people of the present who now have to try to do crossovers with other uh, comic properties? Uh, yes. I, DC has a very complicated history and they've had to fold in, like, various other companies and timelines into their main <laughs> one and it's complicated. <sighs> That's yeah. so ridiculous. Why bother, really? Speaking of why bother, this is a very active wiki. People are updating this as recently as this morning. <laughs> why? Yeah. I don't know. There's no fun polls or uh, we could take or comments we could leave. No, people take this deadly seriously. And honestly, with like with games like this, these kinds of wikis are genuinely useful. Yeah, because mm. so often you like hammer on the left click button to get through the dialogue of the person telling you what your quest is, and then you're like, I'm just gonna look up the answer on the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're really getting the most out of your game that way. I mean, I feel like people took, to go back to Elder Scrolls, people took Elder Scrolls and they're like, hmm, what people really want out of an open world game is like 5,000 pages of text. It's so fucking boring to play video games where someone's like, let me tell you the history of this uh, great civilization, blah, 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 blah. And then like four minutes of dialogue later, they're like, so get me this sword. Like, just fucking tell me to get the sword, dude. <laughs> no, I really, I need to read all 18 volumes of The Lusty Argonian Maid. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's just because you're a massive pervert. <laughs> I need to know. It's important. Uh, it's funny to okay, think Jeff would ever read even one line of video game dialogue. That's true. Yep. <laughs> and there's only two volumes of The Lusty Argonian Maid. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't she marry a lizard person or something? Isn't that how she that is a lizard person. That's yeah, what Argonian means. Oh, okay. I only know that uh, Brian David Gilbert video about yeah. Skyrim books. Right. Yeah. Man, I kind of want to play Skyrim. Louise, have you tried Skyrim yet? Oh, yeah. Can you play the theme song for that bit, Jeff? Uh, if I remember to do that, <laughs> I will. Has Louisa tried Skyrim? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> I pause so you can uh, edit it in. <laughs> Yep. Oh, okay, it's half price on Switch right now. Jeff, you should try Skyrim VR. Ooh, uh, that's not available for my headset. Is it not? I thought it was on the Quest now. Oh, maybe now. I haven't seen it in a while. Oh, I thought you get it was lost in the world of Phandalin or whatever the hell it is uh, over the Skyrim. Christmas holidays. It's just called Skyrim. The world's called Skyrim. Skyrim. Skyrim is the nation that they are in. The whole continent is Tamriel, the Empire of Tamriel. Okay, you can get lost there over the Christmas break. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I I think I told, talked about this on the show before, but I played a little bit of Skyrim VR, and it's fun, although it's a little buggy. Um, but I lit a pine tree scented candle and turned on my uh, ceiling fan in my office, so I had the wind and the pine tree smell. I, it was genuinely a magical experience. <laughs> this isn't even a joke. This is me exposing myself on this podcast, uh, being, vul- <laughs> being vulnerable for a moment with our audience to say this just made me very happy. This is the thing yeah. I did that made me happy. Listen, the first time I was trudging through the rain in Breath of the Wild, it was late afternoon, and then as I came back to the road, the rain stopped, and there was a rainbow over the road, I got a little bit choked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was living in my parents' basement when Breath of the Wild came out, so, like, whenever I would ride the horse over the early morning dawn, and the dew would glisten on the grass, and that <laughs> piano would twinkle, I'd, like, start to cry a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Video games are good, it turns out. Yeah, you guys. why did we say we wanted to get rid of them earlier? That was yeah, great. I, I, I want to outlaw them so that it'll make me feel even cooler when I play them. <laughs> yeah, illegal gaming. You're a real cyberpunk now. Yeah, it's even kinkier to play Mario. <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> even kinkier of playing that it is kinky now. <laughs> yeah, it currently is because. Have you seen Waluigi? <laughs> They're never gonna put him in Smash. <laughs> nope, uh, never. Yeah, he's he can't. He's the only Nintendo character that can't Smash. Yeah, his final his final Smash would be. A, he has to get a his crime. ticket, so they can't put it in there. Yeah, <laughs> it would it would be the end of Nintendo if they should. What Waluigi would do as a final Smash? We all know this. <laughs> Uh, I think that he will be the final uh, DLC character. You say that, but how how are they supposed to know when they are done with those? How do they know it's the final one? (laughs) Well, they decide, because they decide how many they're going to make. 
I don't think they're ever going to stop, though. People still give Jeff them a lot means, of press. I think Jeff yeah, means true. of this season. Yeah, but oh, are no, they going to announce? Yeah, that's true. Because if they announce Fighter Fighter Pack Three, then they'll just be like, "We have Waluigi ready, but we gotta wait until after Fighter Pack Three now." <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I think that if they have it, they will eventually sell it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it all sucks, though. I mean, it's all bad. <laughs> Oh, we I mean, came down real hard from being excited about video games like one minute ago. <laughs> they put they put Sephiroth in there though. Everyone yeah. loves Sephiroth. Sephiroth. Can you imagine is what Kirby's gonna character. look like when when Sephiroth when he eats Sephiroth? Uh, yeah, I can't yeah. imagine because I've seen so many drawings of that so far. <laughs> yep. Every everyone's favorite thing to do when they announce a new Smash Bros. character is go, "Oh my god, what the hell is Kirby gonna look like when he eats that guy?" <laughs> I mean, I genuinely think that might be what the developers think when they get handed a new character to put in Smash. They're like, "Fuck, how are we gonna make Kirby look like Banjo Kazooie?" <laughs> I love Minecraft Kirby. He just turns into a little, like, 8-bit cube. That's great. <laughs> that is good. So cute. Alright, good. We came back around. We love video games again. Yeah, I love them. I still want them to be outlawed so I can jack off better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeff, may I suggest a game called Cyberpunk 2077 where fun is illegal and everyone jacks off all the time? <laughs> No, because I have to run uh, run laser heists for a bank or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you liked it, <laughs> please rate and review us on iTunes and uh, uh, tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord and talk to us directly. To do that, you can get an invite by messaging us on Mastodon. I'm on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you've listened to it and enjoyed it, please do some introspection because there's something very, very wrong with you. Um, you can, but maybe me. what's wrong with you is that you need to listen to it even more. Yay. Yeah, you need to be a, a sick, foul fiend like Louisa and Chris, and just only listen to this podcast on loop. <laughs> uh, this, uh, you can go to vastodd.social slash at jeffjk to find me, jeffjk on Snapchat and Instagram, uh, twitch.tv slash jeffjk. I don't stream on Twitch. I don't know why I told you that. Bye. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, please come back next week. In the meantime, please remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments. Do your job!